0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host Jordan Harris and we are the Bash Brothers. The only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life and everything in between Jordan
1: how we feeling after week two, brother? Pretty good. A lot of chaos in week two. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you've been uh, nailing the intro without having to do 47 takes lately. Thank you, man. I have. It's it's like you, you take four or
0: five months off and you you feel like you should be rusty, and then you come back and you're just you just you it's just, just kind of just better. There you go. Yeah, Facts. There you go. Like UGA this season. Yeah, I hope. Come on now, go dogs. <laughs> man, you said it. Let's okay. Let's start off the top by saying here. Saturday, nine eleven. Never forget the tributes. Yesterday were freaking yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there were several of them, but Mississippi State was one example. of The fifty yard line logo they had awesome, going on with yeah. the American flag. UAB's helmets were fire. They had the American flag Facts. in theirs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good tributes going on.
0: A bunch of fans showed up to to Florida Stadium early and climbed the the amount of steps you know yeah. for the for the floors and of the World yeah. Trade Center. Just phenomenal, honestly. From game day all the way to, like the, you mentioned, the uniform tribute, some of the bands, obviously, like that Michigan scene. Yeah. When they bring out the whole flag as America, as God bless America or America the Beautiful is being played. Absolutely phenomenal. But never forget, you know, great, great tradition there, great celebratory. And then, after all those great tributes, we played some football. We did. And I think we got to start with what you have to call a massive upset.
1: Massive upset.
0: Nobody on this couch picked uh, – Picked this game correctly. Nobody on game day picked this game correctly. <laughs> nope. We did a poll that had like something like thirty something votes. Yeah, a couple people picked Oregon. Nobody who threw a score out there picked Oregon. Right, because we said, "Yo," because we love we love shouting you guys out on the podcast. Ask a question, give us a hot take. Hot take. If you're right, we're gonna shout you out. Let's be honest. We got to give credit where credit is due. Nobody gave us a score where Oregon was the victor. Nope. I mean, Oregon comes out and absolutely smashes Ohio State in the mouth. 35-28, goes into the shoe, gets it done, looks phenomenal
1: doing it. Let's be honest, that score don't necessarily do it justice, a seven-point victory. What do you think? Well, I think going into this, we knew Oregon was going to score a lot of points. C.J. Vertle had a massive day Did on the we, ground. Though? I didn't. I figured they were. I mean, I figured – But here's the thing, right? Well, I, I get what you're State saying. Ohio yeah, State has yeah, yeah. a bad defense. However well, – I, see, I didn't think so. In the
0: past, they have it. They're not Oklahoma,
1: right? They don't well, struggle no, on defense no. traditionally. But, I mean, they gave up, what was it, 28, 30 points to Minnesota the week before? I mean, right? Oregon probably has more of a high-powered offense. Uh, like I said, C.J. Vertle carried them on the ground big time. The big thing for Oregon, though, Thibodeau being out. C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. And that you starting linebacker,
0: to... the best linebacker on the on their team. Yeah. Not and even
1: playing. You thought Ohio State was going to gash them. Granted, C.J. Stroud had a pretty dang good game. I'd say 35 completions, 484 yards, three touchdowns. but And a pick. Always... And that last pick well, kind of sealed yeah, the game there, yeah. too. It was a big one. But you only scored 28 points. I was expecting Ohio State to score at least 40 or over. Let me tell you, man, from
0: the game's coin flip, Oregon, it, this reminded me of UCL, UCLA and LSU. They beat them in all phases, up and down their own field. Yep. Obviously, I know LSU went to UCLA or in the Rose Bowl. But, I mean, in all phases of the game, Ohio State, and you you could tell every time they cut to a fan's face, they ain't seen this in a while. Yeah. It's been a long dang oh, yeah. time since they felt this feeling. Yep. I know you just lost to Natty, but you're playing Alabama. Oregon has – that's one thing they kept mentioning. Oregon hadn't beaten this team in like nine, ten years, however long it was. I, I mean – Ohio State doesn't lose regular season games. They really don't. They don't. They, they really don't. You're right. That's not been something they're used to at all. But let's be honest, the faults came on defense. Oh, for sure. It didn't matter. I remember they scored the first touchdown. They tied up 7-7, seven seven, and I kind of went, okay, that makes you feel a little better. They'll, they'll kind of right. start getting there. They just couldn't stop Oregon. Yeah. Every time Ohio State would even smell the red zone, Oregon was answering. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, in all like I said, in all phases, a complete shocker. But let's,
1: let's give credit where credit is due. Oregon looked fantastic. Yeah, they did. And, you know, this is you – know, Ohio State has a figure they're probably in a little bit of trouble moving forward this season. They're in trouble now. They're going to have some good opportunities moving forward. Iowa looks pretty good right now. PSU looks, looks pretty good right now. So, I mean, they might have some big wins, and you never know what's going to happen in that front. I mean, right now all four, all four top teams are undefeated. Probably won't be at the end of the season. So, Ohio State is going to have opportunities, but – Oregon, Oregon looked dominant in this game against them. They really did.
0: And, and it comes off the run game, too. Anthony Brown, that uh, running back for Oregon, seven, it, I mean, just absolutely dominant. C.J. Vertle. It, there you go, C.J. Vertle. They couldn't stop him. I mean, they nah. dude literally was gashing them for like six, seven yards of play. Yep. And, I mean, that Ohio State defense, man, I don't know if they ever got off the bus. But moving forward, let, let's give credit where credit is due. Oregon looks great. Yep. And the Pac-12, maybe, besides UCLA, I mean, last night, the Pac twelve who we were singing their praises week one really took a step back. USC yep. takes a loss. Yep. Uh uh late night BYU Utah. Utah yep. takes a loss. I was very high on Utah. Yeah. Arizona State's got a big game coming up this weekend. They do. UCLA looks good. They all have a challenge there at Fresno State too. But Oregon kinda spearheading the Pac twelve now.
1: Yeah, they really it's, are. It's
0: kinda all on your shoulders now. Where we were we were looking at a guaranteed Pac twelve champ
1: kinda getting in week one. Right. Literally seven days later. How tunes have changed. Who, who would have thought last year when we were talking about how the Pac-12 was out in like week two of their season this year, Pac-12 oh, is probably the third best conference in the, for in the real, whole league. Big facts, big facts. But, hey, in
0: recap, hats off to Oregon or uh, Ohio State. As for you, you got some work to do. You got a lot of work to do. C.J. Stroud's got to continue to improve. That defense has to get a lot, lot better. Yep. They showed yesterday that offensive play calling by Ryan Day, who honestly is probably one of the top five play callers, offensive minds in the game right now. Right. It didn't matter. Nope. Can't outscore a bad defense. Nope. Let's absolutely not. All right. Let's jump down to uh to Texas A and M versus Colorado. Yep. A sheer fire game for us going in. You know, Texas A and M is a massive points favorite. And uh I think his second drive of the game, Haynes King, comes out and gets injured. Yep. And he's limping around on a boot. I don't think it's been announced yet, and we don't speculate injuries on this podcast. So, it doesn't look great, but, you know, we'll we'll let time play out. And Zach, I think it's Calzada. Calzada, Georgia boy. Sugar Georgia, Georgia boy. There you go. Comes out and, let's be honest, wheels him to the win. Puts yep. it
1: all on his shoulders. What'd you see? Does just enough to win the game. 18 of 38, 183. One touchdown. The only touchdown. Texas A&M scored the whole game. but Of
0: course, he fumbled the ball into
1: the end zone on yeah. a great run where he's trying yeah. to do a little too much. So, honestly, probably should have been a little bit yeah, more comfortable a with a victory. Yeah. But, you know, that combined with the field goal got him enough to win 10-7. to Yeah, big Co- kick there at the end, too. Colorado just couldn't do nothing on offense. They just struggled heavily, and Texas A&M defense really won the game there for If, them. if
0: you're ever going to have your quarterback go out and have to replace him with a backup who's not yet, at the time, ready – let it, let it be versus Colorado, because yeah. ultimately that was what it is. Tex AM defense, both their back and played well, but Colorado's not known for their offense. They're yeah. really not known for too much. They're known for Ralphie's run, which is one of the best traditions in college football, but that's about it. But I think, you know, hats off to A&M. You did what you had to do to get the win, but to me the, the, the more interesting conversation is the implications moving forward. Because let's be yeah. honest, you look at Alabama's schedule, who have we been talking about? What game oh, did yeah. Kirk Herbstree give his Herbie to for the best game of the year? Oh, yeah. Take San Am. And, I mean, and what does that look like now? Assuming oh, yeah. assuming Hans that Hanes King's out.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is a struggle. You're not going to play this against Alabama and, and even come close. I mean, you figure 10 points against Preach. Alabama, you're going to need about 30 more to even come more. close to beating them. So, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, Colorado does not have the defense Alabama has either. So No firepower That's there. going to be another one. So, I mean, obviously, we saw uh, saw Texas A&M kind of drop this week because of the game. We'll see and what happens. And that makes sense. And I think yeah.
0: that's fair. And to me, this hurts in two different phases, right? Because let us I don't love to play the what-if game, but let's do that, okay? Let's say Hayden Kings is, is out for good, okay, that his season is done. Right. Zach, uh, Zach Calzada steps in. That's not going to be as good of a team when they play Alabama. We oh, can assume. One absolutely. can assume, right? Then let's say, well, Haynes King will come back in two or three weeks. I still a brand-new starting quarterback who's missing a lot of live game reps. Right. That we were hoping. I mean, he'd have like six, seven solid games before he meets the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Now, I don't know if either of those situations will happen.
1: Yeah. That's a mm. very good point. Yeah, Moving for, hey,
0: if, if he's out, I think the SEC West gets a little bit, little bit thinner. Yeah, oh, for sure. And my dark horse of the Auburn Tigers looks a little bit better. So, come on, Tigers. Hey,
1: Auburn's been rolling. That's another
0: conversation. They really, they really have. have, and they have and we'll, we'll have that in a minute for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go down here. Late night, Pac-12 after dark. Had this game and the BYU game on. So, Holy War and the USC-Stanford game. Yep. USC-Stanford, we were high on USC. I think mm-hmm. we both had them winning our Pac-12. Yep. Um. We both had them get into the Pac-12 title. Both had them winning it, and they come out and they just lay an egg against Stanford. And this game is nothing more than kind of what we've been seeing. Stanford just came out and in all phases of the game looked better. I think this is a bad look for Clay Helton. This is a rough loss. Uh. We've been high on the quarterback, Keaton Slovis. Yep. You know, we we kind of had him as a dark horse style Heisman. He's definitely been mentioned in the conversation. And like I said, they just come out and just <laughs> like Tanner McKee on uh, Stanford's quarterback, sixteen to twenty-three, two thirty-four, and two touchdowns. And in all phases of the game, that USC defense couldn't do a single thing for him.
1: No, it really couldn't. I mean, honestly, run game was big for Stanford in this game. Nathaniel, Incredibly efficient. Nathaniel Pete, six carries, one hundred and fifteen yards, one touchdown. Like I said, I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, the running back for uh, UCLA first week, almost twenty yards. Zach Charbonnet, a carry. Hey, you can't Cincinnati. you ain't going to beat somebody doing that. Keaton Sloan has obviously had a pick. If you're playing defense against. Not them. good. At USC I think was was that both of our picks to win the Pac-12 in the preseason? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had him beating Oregon. Yeah. Now so, definitely give me
0: UCLA versus yeah. Oregon. I think yeah. they're in separate conferences there. I'd have to
1: actually look. Yeah. But I mean yeah, it's uh it's not looking good for USC. Obviously, you take a one, I mean, first loss if is if it's out of conference, you might can still win the conference obviously, but In-conference rival and unranked in-conference rival, for that matter. So, not looking good for the old Trojans. It
0: really wasn't. And what happened was, is is last week the Pac-12 sat down and they watched the ACC, and then this week woke up on Saturday and they said, hey, here, hold my beer. At the same exact time that USC's getting spanked to Stanford, our brand new Big 12 contender... The BYU Cougars come out in the Holy War, ain't won it in nine straight games. If Utah would have won this game, they would have had the longest reigning victory in the Holy War at ten straight games and get absolutely spanked, BYU comes out, gets the dub late night there. Jaron yeah. Hall, didn't know your name last week, pal. I definitely know your name yeah. this week because I picked against you. You absolutely demolished my dark horse there in the Utes. He goes 18-30, 149 yards for three touchdowns, and he rushed for a whole lot more. I mean, dude, BYU now ranked in the top 25 yep. and looking really, really good.
1: Yeah, BYU, I picked. This was, I believe, a one-point favorite to Utah to start the, start the game off. Uh, I yeah, got I it. I hope got
0: you took BYU straight
1: up. Jordan yep. here. Hey, give him his credit. <laughs> the man picked BYU straight up and got a big dub. I took BYU. I mean, I figured the home field advantage would do it for him. Jaron Hall. I mean, boy, we talk- did it. That crowd was going yeah. nuts. We talked about Nick Saban's ability to plug and play, especially in the quarterback position. BYU did it this year. Apparently, I mean, took the first round, first rounder out. Really have Jaron Hall comes in. Plays well. Give it up for I this mean, team might even be better than last year's Zach Wilson led team. Yeah, who knows? I know that We're sounds crazy to forward. say.
0: And like I said, now they are Big Twelve contenders. Obviously, not at this moment. Yeah. but we'll be here in the future. And uh, let's let's jump to an, to another game where uh, the SEC kind of proved their dominance. We also saw NC State lose to Mississippi mm-hmm. State, an SEC team, winning there. Texas, Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We both picked Texas. Yeah. Texas went five for five on game day. Texas went four for four on a CBS's show. Everybody in their mom picks Texas, except a good buddy of the show, Justin Burke. Man went with Arkansas. I texted him, I said, Great pick. He said, Brother, I had a feeling. Man, share that feeling with me next time, pal, <laughs> and I'll join I'll hop I'm on the train you. with you. Texas comes out and gets freaking spanked. Sam Pittman in the Arkansas Razorbacks playing with a fire under they butt
1: absolutely lights Steve Sarkeesian's longhorns up. Yeah, I mean this is a this is kind of a war of attrition Arkansas defense. Uh I'm fixing to go just, in on this quarterback yeah, battle. <laughs> we know we know how you feel about it. Hudson cars is super inefficient. Obviously should have went with Casey Thompson there probably. Arkansas's run game just absolutely gashed Texas and they couldn't keep him out of the end zone. I mean, Arkansas scored 40. Looks like a classic Big 12 no defense type thing, but the issue with this one was Texas couldn't keep up with them in the score column, so Arkansas took a big W here. They
0: couldn't, but that does still exist. Let's be honest. Texas couldn't stop them. But here was the gosh darn problem. If you've listened to this podcast, especially uh, our preseason pick'em show, we talked about Texas. We talked about the two-man quarterback battle. Casey Thompson, Hudson Card. I said, along with plenty of other people, this isn't, wasn't my original idea, start Casey Thompson. He can throw the football. Yeah. He showed that by setting a Fiesta Bowl record where he threw four touchdowns and he didn't even play a full freaking football game. And he can do it with his legs. Hudson Card comes out. I think he had 56 yards in the first half of yeah. football. They're down big. I think 23-7 to 7 going into the half. I said, if Steve Sarkeesian does not put Casey Thompson in this football game, I swear – well, he waits to the fourth quarter to do it, and what does Casey Thompson do? Proceeds to go fourteen points, re- takes him straight down the field. Two of two drives ending in seven points, but at that point it was a little too little, a little too late for the Texas Longhorns, yep. who couldn't stop. Let's be honest, Casey Thompson don't play defense for the Hook'em Horns, and man, Sam Pittman. If you've watched that hype video in the locker room, we tweeted it out. Go look over there at B Brothers Pod on Twitter. <laughs> That
1: man had them Jokers hopped. He said, turn that goddamn jukebox up, boy. Big, big win for Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman has done a lot for his Arkansas program, and obviously I don't think they're anywhere near SEC West contenders right now, but he has not going in the right direction for sure. And let's be honest, he's got some battles coming up. Oh, that man's heck, got yeah. the,
0: the Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs in almost back-to-back weeks. Not to mention, you still got to play Auburn and Texas A&M, sure when they get you right. You better get ready. But, hey, massive win for that program. Massive win. Let's be in and, and to Let's come on now. This game being played, one of the greatest college football rivalries in our history, hadn't been played since 2014, where the Hogs smacked them 31 to seven, and Hogs come out and smack them again, almost eight years later, eight or nine years later. You see what Arkansas
1: football Twitter? Yes. Welcome to the SEC, (laughs) brother. Welcome to the league. (laughs) And that's
0: a whole separate conversation. I mean, that's to me. Let's be honest. Everybody had this game circled for that one reason. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember looking at this game preseason. Preseason, I thought this game was going to look a lot. Better, yeah. And then Texas comes out and looks really good against who I thought on paper. I would say the Raging Cages are even better than Arkansas. Right. Didn't matter. Yeah. Arkansas came out and said, "Hey, this is what this is why grass meets
1: meets cleats. Yeah, this is why we play the game." You know, it kind of makes you rewind back to 2012. I think you know the game we're talking about, Missouri. Georgia coming into Missouri, their first yeah. game in the SEC. Obviously, coming from the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. uh, Missouri's talking a lot of trash beforehand about they were going grown to show, man football, gro- show Georgia grown man football. And they wrote it on the, the whiteboard. Yeah, after <laughs> the game, you remember him all up the whiteboard says uh, grown man football. You
0: dang right, boy. You ain't you ain't ready until you're in it, and then when you're in it, it punches you in the mouth. Yep. And that's defense in the SEC. is just a whole other ball game. All right, ESPN's game of the week. Corso keeps his win streak alive. Yep, picks Iowa. I was very, very comfortable with this game. I was actually surprised at how many people went with Iowa State. Iowa State was the points favorite. Iowa State was playing at home. Yep. Iowa looks fantastic. Oh my gosh. Talk to them about Iowa, bro. I I picked Iowa State. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Which isn't a crazy pick. Like I just said, point spread favorite, so Vegas had them. They're at home, game day, super electric. We both picked them to be in the Big 12 title game. Mm -hmm. I even picked them to beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. And they come out and lay an egg.
1: I mean, Iowa State had a slow start, obviously uh, last week. My thought was maybe they just slept all through Week One. They're going to pick it up Week Two, which they
0: did last year too. We yeah, saw them lose right. to Louisiana last year, like like Texas thought about doing, you know. And they we and then what did they do the
1: rest of the year last year? Okay, they turned out. it on. Brock Purdy balls out, yep. and we thought maybe we could see that again. That did not happen this time. Brock Purdy, I think, was maybe a dark horse for the Heisman candidacy. I don't think that's the case anymore. Th- yesterday against Iowa 13 for 27 138 yards three picks that's what I'm pointing to on the absolutely board absolutely awful I was like I don't think Petras is that good of a quarterback he's okay he's good enough to keep Iowa in games but he played hey, way he better freaking than Brock was Purdy throwing laser freaking yeah. laser beams out there yeah. bro yeah. Iowa State's I think their big point every year is their offense they play great offense did not do it. Iowa played way better offense than Iowa State yesterday, way better defense. That's the kicker. The I have thumb. it written down right here on our on
0: our spreadsheet.
1: Iowa defense. Yep.
0: Those three takeaways, that's how you win ball games. Your turnover margins 0-3. three, you're nine out of ten times winning that ball game. Yep. That Iowa defense is for real. And after Ohio State, you gotta call them the front runner in the Big Ten. Oh, for they sure. It looks fantastic. Sure. Let's be honest, you mentioned Penn State at the start of the show. Penn State's look good, yep. and they're getting it done. They're undefeated currently. Sean Clifford, I think, is playing better ball than we be expecting him to, showing a lot more consistency. But that Iowa team, man, y'all better be ready when you play them. Oh, you yep. better strap Absolutely. your chin strap on a little bit tighter because they are playing grown men football, especially Absolutely. on defense. You know what you're getting. They're going to line up wide. They're going to have about two or three tight ends in the game, a fullback, and they're going to punch you in the mouth. Yep. Great scene there. In Hawk, like, game day, it was pretty electric, solid. The Ashton Kutcher pick yeah. was fantastic. Number one, the man knew what he talked talk about. Oh, absolutely. And let's be honest, any time you bring in the rival school's fan to the to your school's thing, it's great. Like, Let's oh, be yeah. honest. You know, if Georgia brought in a Florida Gator, and we're never playing Georgia, Florida, and Georgia, but you get what I'm saying. Right. The, the, the scene's going to be nuts. You're going to oh, yeah. love to hate him. The crowd's going to go wild. Now... We had a ton of football games played yesterday. Yep. A lot of cupcake games, but a lot of, honestly, good football matchups that were fairly even. We're going to come at you here with the old two-minute drill. We're going to break down some games really quick here. We're going to jump back and forth. We'll get as many out of the way as we can. If we don't cover your teams, I promise we'll get to them whenever they play their next big game. But uh I'll start you off here. Let's let's start it off from the job. Start the clock. Bama and Mercer 48-14. Bryce Young struggled a little bit early. We actually saw a little I think you could say it's kind of a rollover from what we'll call a big big game in air quotes there. Right. 19 to
1: 27, 227 yards with three touchdowns. Let's be honest, Bama rolls. Yep, absolutely. Keep on rolling. Uh, the next, the number two team in the country, Georgia, takes on UAB in Athens. Uh, 56-7 dub for the Dogs. The UGA defense still strong. Still has not given up a touchdown. or a, Well, they have given up a field goal, yeah. but still has not given up a touchdown. The only touchdown came with a late panic pick six from Carson Beck. Stetson Bennett taking over for the injured JT Daniels. No man. 10 of 12, 288 yards. Five touchdowns was dot on field. Arian Smith, Brock Bowers, and... Oh gosh, Jermaine Burton all had long touchdowns. So stat rolled, dogs rolled. Great game. Yeah,
0: looked healthy. Offense getting better there. Uh, Oklahoma number three, Oklahoma versus or number four, Oklahoma sorry versus West Western Carolina seventy six to nothing. Spencer Rattler came out, matches the mailman's thing there with five touchdowns. Oklahoma comes back. I know it's Western
1: Carolina, but looks really good. Gets the job done. Be exciting to see what they do moving forward. Absolutely, number six team in the country now, Clemson. 49 uh, 3, dominant victory over South Carolina State after a tough loss versus the Dogs. DJ still looking kind of shaky in his second game 14 of 24, 171 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Going be and see what he can do going forward. If Clemson has a hope of getting in the uh, playoffs in the, the year, he's going to have to pick it up. That's
0: it, FCS favorite Cincinnati, and we'll put in quotations, future Big 12 team there. Comes out versus Murray State, gets the massive win 42-7. to This one was close early with Murray State actually jumping out 7 to nothing, But Cincinnati comes out on the arm of Spencer Rattler and gets it done as we see. Will be interesting to watch. I think those games versus Notre Dame and so forth and so on in Indiana look a little more interesting as the these AP polls start to roll out.
1: Yeah, Florida coming in, number 13 team of the nation, playing USF.
0: Quarterback battle.
1: Quarterback battle, but playing USF at USF. Florida did have a dominant win, 42 over 20. Defense is looking a little shaky. Uh, I don't think Emory Jones was that good. Again, I think he had two picks in that game as well. Richardson comes in late, and then goes three for three. 152 yards, two touchdowns. Not, I know I'm not making this call, but if I'm Florida, I know I'm starting next week against Alabama.
0: Big game versus Bama coming next week. That's where SEC will be. Seven, Notre Dame versus Toledo. Holy Toledo, they almost got it done. Jack Cohn pops the finger back in. The dislocated finger comes back, throws a touchdown the very next play, goes 21-33, to 33, 239 yards and two touchdowns. Notre Dame, after a big FSU game, I think you can understand the sleepwalking. Will yep. be interesting to see which team they actually are moving forward. They got a couple tests, and we'll circle that one at Cincinnati. Speaking
1: of FSU... Segue. Segue. FSU takes on Jacksonville State at home. Should be an easy walk-off win after the tough loss against Notre Dame. Not Not so fast. Not so fast. FSU up 17-14 with six seconds left. Jacksonville State has a last-second Hail Mary to win the game. Awful play call by Mike Norvell not to go into prevent defense. What are you doing? Mackenzie Milton with his first start as a no, 18-31, 133 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Kind of underwhelming, but did enough to win the game. By far. Mike Norvell did enough to lose in the game. So What is it? And, and there you go. There you have it for our two-minute offense, getting it done. We'll come back at
0: you next week. That's honestly one of the funner things we've been doing. It really is. It's like a tennis match takes, going back it and forth. takes a breath
1: away because you, you really have really like time to breathe. You really be running there. <laughs> What
0: is Mike Norvell doing?
1: I don't know. And, you know, last week, obviously, he had the fourth down go for it that did not. That really truly the Worst lost call the game I've seen Dame. in years. And this year, and this week, so in his press conference, his explanation for going for doing a deep man two instead of prevent was they still had a timeout with six seconds on the clock. Mike Norvell, if they complete, just say, a, a 15 yard pass, they still have between a 45 and 50 plus yard field goal they have to make. For you to go into overtime, overtime with Jacksonville State, who you should what easily are beat, you doing? just an awful, 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 and honestly, if he loses a couple more games this season, that may be enough. That comment may it be really, enough to it, it really
0: might, man. Ila, they were playing man to man out there. I mean, and, I, and people can say, well, if the dude just makes a tackle, it don't matter, mother trucker. There should have been nine people yeah, exactly. trying to tackle that one receiver. But again, FSU after a really inspiring week one where they could have t- taken all that momentum, and then they drop it. Yep. Let's be honest. But, hey, FSU, got a lot of games moving forward. We'll see what you can do. Maybe you can turn the season around. But uh, we got an AP poll we that do came have an out. AP poll. And I thought to myself, hmm, this is a very interesting AP poll. A lot of new names here, and it, it just ranked in general. We see BYU ranked, so forth mm-hmm. and so on. And I figured we could play a little contender-pretender with the top ten. Because, let's be honest, where is this all headed? Right. A playoff. That's all people care about. Oh, for sure. You know, I love bowl games, but that's kind of, you know, let's be honest. That top four, and are you in? That's what people care about. So, start us off at, let's just get this out of the way. Number one and number two, Alabama-Georgia. Alabama receiving almost all the first place votes. Obviously, very well deserved. Let's be honest, Alabama looks fantastic. Contender, pretender, you want to say it on three? Three, two, one. Contender. contender of course. Now, take us from, you want to start at two, or want to start at three, or you want to start ten? Let's.
1: Would you just confuse that kind of You me? want to start at three or you want to start at ten? We'll start at three. Right. So, Oklahoma, 2-0, had a, a little bit more of a dominant win this week than they did last week. So, are they a contender or a pretender? At this point, I, to me, I would almost call it a push if that
0: was an option. Right. But I, I, I think they have to be a contender. I think as we move forward, looking at the Big 12, especially now with Texas losing, uh, Iowa State taking a loss – it's not looking great for the Big 12. No. I would almost say, which let's be honest, I mean, how many people can lose once and be out? At some point, right. a lot of grace has to be given to these teams because at the end, there's not going to be enough left. Yeah. Oklahoma better not slip up at this point, though. Right. If they want to feel real comfortable, don't slip up. But, I mean, they look good. I know they kind of slept walk against Tulane. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, But moving forward, I,
1: I think i got to call them a contender. Yeah, I agree. I just, like you said, I don't think they have as long of a leash as some other teams. Uh, next up, number four, Oregon. Come off that big win against Ohio State. Contender, pretender. I'm going to take them as a contender, honestly. I think the Pac-12 right now has enough juice to kind of give them the push. If they go undefeated, beat uh, UCLA especially, and then go on to win the Pac-12 championship, I think they're very much in the contention here for the top four spot.
0: Yeah, I think for the first time in a while we could see, a, or maybe ever, we could see a Pac-12 team get in. Uh, I would consider Oregon a contender. Uh, UCA looks like – I mean, UCLA. The Pac-12 on the back of UCLA looks like one of the stronger conferences because they do have a couple good teams in there. Uh, I think USC will bounce back too, which will make that conference look a lot better. I mean, hey, Stanford look great. They're in the Pac-12. Let's be honest. I would call them at this point a contender, but I think it's kind of the same thing. I think the lease is short with a lot of these teams. Right. Just because there's not a lot of great teams on the schedule. Yeah. We have to compare you to your conference. It's kind of the that's the that's the catch twenty two there. But at this point, Oregon's got to be a contender. Yep. The number five team in the country, who I will tell you, is an absolute contender. Iowa looked fantastic. I'm very high on Iowa. I understand why Oregon's at four. They went on the road to the shoe, beat a good Ohio State team. I say good in air quotes because that's still pretty unproven. Yeah. To me, if I make this list, I got Iowa at number four. In a head-to-head matchup right now,
1: I take Iowa all day long over Oregon. Absolute contender for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Iowa I gave them contender spot, too, but like uh, like uh, we mentioned with uh, Oklahoma, I think the Big Ten's a little more diluted this year. I think Iowa doesn't have as long of a leash as a lot of other teams, but right now, I'd say contender.
0: See, I don't know. I think as you look at it, I think week one, we kind of – I mean, let's be honest. You have to jump to conclusions week one, right? Right. That's what, or, uh, that's what we sit here and do. But, I mean, you're looking at now Ohio State at one loss. If they run the table, that's a solid – that's a great team. Right. Penn State's undefeated. Wisconsin, I know, has one loss, but – they lost to Penn State. They could run the table moving forward and look good. Yeah, and then you got sure. Iowa. That's four solid teams in the big team in the Big Ten right there. Moving forward, you got to look at it. You got to love it. Number six,
1: Clemson. I think week one, we might have said pretender, but this week, are you changing your tone? I mean, even week one, I'm still saying after week one, I'm still saying a contender. I mean, I think they're a contender with some chaos implied. Chaos has
0: come and will continue to, I think. They're
1: they're going to need some help to get in that top four spot. But, I mean, at the end of the season, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be a one-loss team with an ACC title belt. They should. I completely agree. I think at this point they're a contender. We told you
0: before week one. You just you just felt it in the air. Chaos was coming this year. It happened week one. We had a lot of close games and upsets. Week two, it got even worse. We saw a lot of big teams fall, and a lot of things we would put a lot of faith in, a lot of concrete picks that simply did not work out. I'm looking at you, Ohio State. I'm looking at you, USC. Losing yeah. my massive point spreads there. But I think i got to go contender for Clemson as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, number seven, Texas A&M coming off a tough win yesterday versus Colorado. I'm going to go ahead and start this one. I think they're a pretender. They look bad against Colorado. Assuming Haynes, Kings out especially, I see them tacking on about at least two losses in that schedule. I don't think they're making it in the playoffs.
0: They were a pretender for me before we started the season. They were a pretender after week one, and now it's even worse. I don't understand why so many people are – I get the – let's see, the aura around the Texas A&M Alabama game going to Kyle Field, I get it. Johnny football upset them there one time. Fantastic. It ain't happening this year. What it ain't happening with Haynes King. It ain't happening with the backup. I'm sorry. Tech m you're a pretender. Number eight,
1: Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'm going with contender uh, implying some chaos here. I think with the way Cincinnati's look and the way Notre Dame and Indiana's look, I think they got a good shot of beating their two power five teams on the record on the schedule here. I think they should run the the table in their conference. So, I got to go contender with some chaos.
0: That's it. I'm on Cincinnati bandwagon as well. Give me a contender. There's no bigger Notre Dame fans in the country right now than the Cincinnati Bearcats. They got them coming up, and let's be honest, should beat them. That Indiana game looks even worse now after Indiana's taken a loss. Cincinnati, absolute contender. Number nine,
1: Ohio State. Saw them take a loss this weekend. What you thinking? I'm thinking pretender. Took Took a loss to Oregon. I think there's a very good chance you could take a loss to Iowa, not to mention that defense doesn't get any better. There's maybe a couple more losses on your schedule, depending on how it shakes out. I think right now, especially with one loss sitting at number nine, I think they're, they're a pretender. I'll switch with you. I'll go contender.
0: I think this could kind of be the Clemson situation, right? You lose a really big game to Georgia. You lost a really big game to what you will hope will be a really good Oregon team. Right. right now, you're very much still in it. You might need a little bit of help. But I'm almost promising you, you'll get that help.
1: Chaos is here, and chaos will continue to come. Give me Ohio State as a contender. Absolutely. So, number 10, Ohio State's probably one of their biggest rivals. Penn State, 2-0 in that Big Ten. What are they, contender or pretender?
0: Pretender. Listen, Sean Clifford has been a lot more consistent this year As I, as that I did I did not predict that off the rip. I was obviously very high. I thought Sean Clifford would lose that first game to Mertz. Uh, We were wrong there. Penn State comes out and gets that win. Penn State looks even better this week versus a cupcake, albeit, but still, hey, you got to roll your helmet out there and get the job done. But at this point, I think there's two teams uh, that are better than them in the the Big Ten there. I would have said three if they hadn't already beat Wisconsin. I think Iowa's better than them. I think Ohio State's better than them, and they'll have to play them eventually, either in a Big Ten title game or
1: regular season. Got to go pretender. Yeah, I got to do the same. I think Penn State's going to attack on at least two losses, if not more. I think Ohio State's going to beat them. I'm pretty sure I was going to beat them. So, yeah, got to go with Pretender for Penn State as well. All right, now let's do something a little more interesting. So, that was the top ten.
0: I want you to pick, and and, and we'll just alternate here, and if you pick the one I pick, we'll just switch it because let's be honest, there's plenty of conversations to be had here. I want you to pick two teams. Okay. We'll go back and forth here for Contender-Pretender throughout 11 to 25. And I'll just kind of note some big things here. Arkansas gets ranked at 20th. Arizona State, who I've been really high on, 19th, got a big game coming up against BYU, who is now ranked 23rd. Virginia Tech there, a high 2-0 yep. team in the ACC. That's pretty interesting. Ole Miss jumps up fairly high at 17. Yep, looking sure. fantastic. I know I really we do. hadn't talked a ton about them. That defense is hard-nosed, hard-hitting. Matt Corral continues his Heisman campaign this week, looking great. Uh Let's say Auburn at 22, big game coming up here against Penn State. Yeah. All right, hit me, pretender, contender. You
1: shoot from the hip. We'll start off number 12, not too far out. Notre Dame, 2-0, close win against FSU. Didn't look real good yesterday either. So, are they a contender or a pretender? I got to go at this point there, pretender. Pretender. Like, let's be honest,
0: they looked good in a half of football versus FSU, who, despite the Jacksonville State catastrophe, I think FSU is still a decent football team. They let them back in that game because they didn't look good in the second half. Right. Mackenzie Milton came out and honestly did his thing. Even uh, Travis Jordan looked good against them, and he's running for his life. Like, let's be honest, they were a better team versus FSU on paper and looked bad. They then come out and almost lose a game to Toledo. I have enough sample size now. I've seen you play eight quarters of football. Let's be honest. At this point, you're a pretender, and you're going to get your chance to show you're a contender when you meet the Cincinnati Bearcats. But I'm just going to tell you right now, you're taking a loss in that one too, pal.
1: Yeah, not looking too good. I'm going to agree with Pretender as well. I mean, you took a huge walloping loss last year in the playoffs. I think the committee is probably going to do what they can to keep you out. Obviously, you don't get the benefit of trying to win a conference championship. Plus, you have not looked good through two games. Yeah, I think you're going to take at least one L this season, and you're definitely a pretender.
0: I think this one's interesting, coming in at number 25 with every single goal ahead of you. The Michigan Wolverines looked. This is one of the games we listen. If we had more time, we would have talked about it. They came out. People were expecting, you know, the Jim Harbaugh of old. You come out and you lose to Washington. That did not happen. Absolutely smashed them. I think it was 31-10. Yep. That's without Ronnie Bell, your best, your best freak, probably best player on the field. McNamara comes out, gets it done. Michigan contender, pretender.
1: Yeah, I got. I got to go with the pretender. I think right now, especially in the polls, they're too far back. Plus, I don't know if they could beat Iowa. I don't know if they could beat Ohio State. I don't even really know if they could beat Penn State. So, I mean, you're figuring two to three losses on that schedule at 25 right now. I got to go with pretender. I don't think you're getting into the playoffs. It is true. We've talked a lot about the Big Ten on this
0: episode, and we hadn't once mis- uh, mentioned Michigan. Listen, they look really good. They, they really do. do. I agree. And, and, and you, you, you are not the biggest fan of Harbaugh's coaching. Absolutely Let's not. be honest, I don't think there are a lot of people, probably Michigan fans are probably the most important there who are not the biggest fan of his coaching. The man's got him playing well. man's got him playing good football, 2-0. and Still got to go pretender at this moment. For all this, the reasons you mentioned, I think they're probably a fourth or fifth best team on paper right now in the Big Ten. We'll have every opportunity to prove. You know, maybe six weeks down the line, we go, holy cow, contender, because they're sitting in the top ten with wins against
1: whoever and whoever. But right now, Michigan, pretender. Yeah, I got to agree. I'm going to go to number 17 right here. Undefeated, SEC West, hotty-totty, Ole Miss. Uh, obviously has a possible Heisman candidate back there, Matt Coral, Lane Kiffin, pretty good head coach. Are they a contender or a pretender? Ole Miss is a contender. Let's be honest. On that schedule, the
0: only one that I fear is Alabama. Mm-hmm. And let's and let's just call a spade a spade. We have seen an SEC West one-loss team sit at home and then go play in the playoffs for an it's SEC true. title game. So everything's ahead of them. They might, they're going to need a little help. But as of right now, in two foot, football games that they've played, they have looked absolutely dominant. I'm telling you. You want to see some hard-nosed physical every single play defense – Go watch Ole Miss. You want to see a great quarterback with some with a dynamic receiving core? Boy, them slant routes they're running—they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Fantastic, Ole Miss contender.
1: I think Ole Miss is a contender if if, if they weren't in division Alabama. There it is. I like your point. I like your point about the one loss. But here's my thing. I'm. I would bet a lot of money right now an undefeated Georgia and an undefeated Alabama go head-to-head in the SEC championship. And both get in. Both get in the playoffs. I think that leaves Ole Miss out. Unless there's a lot of chaos going on, a three-team – a three-team – a three-SEC team playoff would be kind of interesting to see. Everybody else would <laughs> but, hate it, but I would love it. Hey, you, but, you never know this season. You never man. know this season. It's been chaos already. But
0: You already have spearhead – I mean, look at the last couple of years. You had yeah. an undefeated Ohio State. Yeah. A one-loss Oklahoma. An undefeated ACC champion in Clemson. You now have two of those off the board already. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so Ooh,
1: maybe so. It's tired to get in, but as of right now, with what I, the way I think it's going to shake out, I don't think they're a pretender with the way they play. I think they're a pretender with kind of how everything's going to shake out.
0: I gotcha, and I, I got to stay in the ACC West here, and I got to do this just because I picked them as my dark horse, and it's there's a glimpse <laughs> that it's working out. That's that that pick's looking good, and they'll get a chance to prove it. The Auburn Tigers. Sitting at 22, contender or pretender?
1: Man, I'm going to be honest with you. They do look good. I give it to you. You know I'm not a fan of Bo Nix. Bo Nix so far this season that has man, played That man the picture well. of consistency yeah. right now. As of right now, and I will probably not tag him that for long. I hope I'm not. I hope I don't. I got to go Auburn a pretender because Auburn on their schedule right now has Alabama, has Georgia, has Ole Miss, has question mark Texas A&M. I, I gotta give you at least three losses there, and yeah.
0: Penn. So, so and here's, State. so here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. We talked. We had that conversation. Those five football games yeah. at the beginning of the season. We talked about that. We said they'd be lucky to just win one. They got Penn State. I don't want to reveal my pick just yet, but yeah. let's just watch that one. LSU. They're better than them. Oh yeah, for sure. At this moment, for let, sure. okay. Let's come on. We, 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 I know Auburn hadn't really played anybody, so take all this with a grain of salt. Right. I'm just kind of measuring eye test here. Take say and M. They're better than them, right with now. especially yep. with Haynes King out. Yeah. Now, now, George, uh, Georgia and Alabama, no, right. At this point, not at all. But hey, if they beat Penn State, that's it. Could you imagine them takers end the season with two losses, and both the teams get it go into the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. The year we went 2017 or 2018, we played for the Natty 2017. It was
1: 2018 national championship. Right,
0: 2018 right. national championship. The year was 2017. Who was the only team sitting at the house that beat both the number one and two teams in the country? Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. I mean, you know, true. something to think about. So, what are you saying?
1: I'm going to say they're a pretender just pretender? because I don't think – I think they're going to tag at least three losses. I don't think they're going to into the as playoffs.
0: As high as I am on them, I got to agree with your sentiments. I, I think, you know, obviously when you say contender, you're saying somebody is going to get into the playoffs. Right. You would say they would have a higher chance of playoffs than bust. And right now, that road is just too much to climb. I don't see them going – if they lost one of those out of those five ball games, maybe. But I don't see that happening. They don't beat Alabama. They don't beat Georgia. They might slip up with those other aforementioned teams. So, as of now, Auburn, sadly, because let's be honest, I'm excited for you. Pretender. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brother, we actually got some pretty big ball games coming up this weekend. We do, we do. And there are some sneaky, sneaky good games in here. I'm looking at you, Arizona State and BYU. There's a couple of those that maybe not even ranked versus ranked matchups, but we're going to have to pick them on college pick them. And that point spread is going to be real small. And Like I said, we're going to have to make a selection. So let's just start here. Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia, South Carolina. South
1: Carolina hasn't looked too good. Uh, well, look good week one. Well, yeah, they look Not okay. so much yeah. yesterday versus ECU. So this is interesting too. Zeb Nolan, that graduate transfer quarterback yeah. they have, he's from Watkinsville, Georgia. Yeah, he's a Georgia. So boy. He's gonna be coming home and playing at home pretty much. Come to the hedges, pal. Coming to the hedges playing Georgia. I this is an easy one for me. Georgia, they're a thirty one point favorite. I don't even see South Carolina I don't think they give up a touchdown to South Carolina, honestly. I think they continue that streak. That defense is mean. Georgia's a thirty one point favorite. I can see them winning this game by thirty five. Easy.
0: Here's why this game is on our picking board Of course Georgia's going to win it. Everybody and their mom knows that. Two years ago, you came to our stadium in a year where we easily should have played for a national championship, and you beat us fair and square. Hats off. Well done. The then team proceeds to go over to the hedges, rip pieces off of it. We owe you one, pal. Yeah. And you're fixing to get it. And Will Muschamp, they ought to – Tie you to the goalpost for for a quarter or two because you were right along there with them tearing them hedges up. As a Georgia boy, I say that as a joke. You're coaching great, pal. Thank you. Yeah. Georgia's fixing to spank South Carolina. You better be, You better believe that this week in the locker room there'll be pictures hanging up everywhere of y'all with the dagum hedges in your mouth after you upset us in overtime. Get ready, dogs are gonna absolutely roll. Let's jump here. This is a man. How do? You, who knows? Michigan State, Miami. Michigan State comes in 2-0. and Miami survives this week. But one-and-one, one. Derek King honestly looked pretty good. It's just that defense, I think, that I'm probably worried about. B- Battle of the – I mean, ACC, Big Ten, who you got? Spreads minus this, six, Miami. So, Miami's yeah, the favorite. Six and
1: a half points, Miami. Miami's at home. They're in Florida. Michigan State's going to be a good ways away from home. I don't think Michigan State fans probably travel that well. Probably not coming down to the Sunshine State and going to Miami either. I got to give Miami a close one. I think it's less than the spread, honestly. I mean, Miami mm-hmm. might, might win by a field goal, maybe a little bit more, but probably about a field goal win. It's just Derek King's got to do his job. I mean, if he can do, job, do his job, play well, I think Miami will, will win this game.
0: Yeah, they'll be at home in Hard Rock. I think the atmosphere will be pretty solid. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think Michigan State's going to travel well. Michigan State's offense is not that high-powered, and Miami's defense is the problem. So let that. Battle wash. I think De'Eric King and the fellas get it done. I'll say seven. So give me the over. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Oh, uh, why don't we go to this game? Notre Dame, Purdue. Notre Unde- Dame battle the undefeated yeah, team. And the undefeated teams. Like, let's be honest, Notre Dame had not looked fantastic. No, they have. They are playing at home. They are a seven and a half point favorite. Who you got?
0: Oh man, let's be honest. You go with the home team here. Yep. I mean, Purdue is Purdue. They. The, I, I'll never forget the the Tyler Strong. Uh, purdue ohio state game might, that might have been the last regular season game ohio state lost i forgot I think that was that yeah that was an incredible game. i think that was three years ago just that whole story and what happened that night is incredible and purdue's a good football team like let's be honest if if you if you hit me up saturday night next week and you say purdue beat notre dame i'd go yeah that doesn't surprise me but at this point with what i've seen the smart pick is to take the home team and uh I don't think they cover, though. I'd take the home team in the under. Give me Notre Dame.
1: Yep, it's going to be an interesting game. Battle of the Jacks. Jack Plummer, quarterback for Purdue. Jack Cohn, quarterback for Notre Dame. And In all honesty, Jack's going to win this game. There ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> I, I got to go with the home team, though. I think Jack, <laughs> I put a million dollars on Jack winning the game. <laughs> I think Jack Cohen is going to do it for Notre Dame a little more. I think Notre Dame, but Notre honestly, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen it with Georgia, but South Bend's a tough place to play, and I think Notre Dame's going to come ready. And I think they're going to win a game. I think they will lose at some point in the season. I just don't think this week is it.
0: This is a big one that we had circled preseason. Cincinnati, Indiana, Cincinnati. This scares me. This spread scares the crap out of me. This is a lot of – this. okay, when have you heard me say this? When Virginia Tech and North Carolina played, I said, this spread scares the crap out of me. And guess what? Virginia Tech won. Yeah. Cincinnati looks like world beaters. Listen, they played Georgia in the bowl game last year and looked really good versus a high-powered team. I know Georgia's better this year, but Cincinnati didn't lose much either. And they come in as only a three-point favorite to Indiana, who, let's be honest, hadn't looked very good
1: yeah i wonder if this is not mostly a thing about indiana being a power five big ten team but i gotta be honest with you when in doubt go with the quarterback michael penix jr has not looked near as good as uh, desmond Ritter this nope. year desmond Ritter right now is absolutely balling could be a Heisman contender we'll see what happens as the season plays out but i gotta go True. with cincinnati and desmond Ritter.
0: i gotta go cincinnati at this point but this one i'll stamp it with a massive subject subject to change i gotta dive into this one Vegas knows something I don't know. If Cincinnati is only a three-point favorite, if you're playing college pick them. you better put this one low because that's got upset alert written all over it. Cincinnati should easily be at least a ten-point favorite in this football game if you've watched both of these teams play. I know Cincinnati's maybe level of competitor has not been as high as Indiana, but Indiana's not a very good football team, and by all accounts, Cincinnati is. So it scares me to death, but give me the Bearcats. I agree. Let's Uh, go
1: with this one. I think it's pretty easy. Bama at Florida. Bama's a a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and rub my pick right here. Bama more than covers the spread. I think Bama wins by at least three touchdowns. I like Bryce Young a lot better than Emory Jones. I do think Richardson will probably start this game as he should, but I still think Bama's the better team. I hate to do this
0: because I'm going to have to come here on this gosh-darn podcast next Sunday and eat crow. But I think it's closer than that. Do you? I do. I I think – well – the asterisk is, I think the team is better with Anthony Richardson in there. I agree with that. But here is the other side of the coin: the the mobility of Emory Jones, I think, adds a layer in there. That's true. For too. Nick Saban's defense, yeah. we have seen mobile quarterbacks, you know, such as Joe Burrow. You saw it with uh, Johnny Football have more success versus Nick Saban defense than others. Nick Saban's defense, didn't they lose another starter possibly for the year?
1: Yeah, the Anderson kid. That's now, I think,
0: three starters that are three either starters or second team who are out for the season. I think it's closer than the experts think. You called him at 21. I would take the under on that.
1: Give me a push at 15. I think the kicker for them, though, Florida giving up 325 yards a game and 224 of those are in the air. Obviously, we've seen how dominant Bama's passing is. Where are they playing? Is that Florida? They're playing in Florida. They're playing in Florida. Bama's only getting you know, up 251 yards. It's only 77.5 on the ground, and Florida really relies on that running game. So, it's going to be – I think that's going to be a big kicker here. It will be, and,
0: and Alabama will beat them handily. I just don't think it's three – touch. if it's three touchdowns, I will come- – hey, you'll hear me t- – I, I do it every week. Connor was wrong. You'll hear me say it. But I'm going to go closer than the ex- – well, the experts are saying 15 and a half. Give me a push at 15.5, but Bama obviously gets the job done. Yeah, Gotcha, gotcha. Let's jump to this one. The, this is a great game to me on paper. I've been high on Herm Edwards and Arizona State the whole year so far. They're going up against BYU. Let's be honest, Jaron Hall looks fantastic at BYU. BYU looks so good. They're playing at home, and as much as I hate to do it, i got to hop on the BYU Cougars. Yep, I agree. And you. they'll cover.
1: Yeah, a similar spread this past week Um, when they played Utah. BYU
0: was jumping. I know that
1: game was late night versus Utah. If you stayed up
0: and watched that one, you saw a treat. That team and that fan base is absolutely electric right now. It's been one of the greatest weeks in BYU history. You sign up for the Big 12 and you get accepted,
1: and you beat your arch rivals in the Holy War at home, and you absolutely spank them. BYU yeah. rolls. I paid him against Utah for that home field advantage. I paid him against Arizona State for some reason. I'm getting higher and higher on Jaron Hall as well. I think the kid is great. I think BYU is going to roll with this one and beat uh, Arizona State. And, again, I think they do cover the spread. I think they beat the spread.
0: The only one, the only reason this one scares me, the rollover effect is real. That's true. Big game rollover effect because you just beat Utah, and then now you see Arizona State, who on paper is supposed to be worse than them, and you go, oh, well, I mean, we just beat Utah, so – we can, we can roll these shiny blue helmets out here and get it done. Yeah. Be real careful. But BYU, minus on pick them.
1: I got you. Well, last game, game of the week. Last game of the week. The game of the week, the one we're going to pick, two ranked teams now, Auburn at 22, going to PSU at number 10. Who you got? PSU just for – Do they have uh, a time
0: announce for it?
1: 7.30 p.m. It's going to be a wide out game. Oh, for sure. And I've PSU never – six and a half point. I've favorite.
0: never been there. But from everybody who has, I have heard, and, I, and I've, I have some really good friends who are Penn State fans, and they say a wide out, which, let's be honest, you can see it on TV, is one of the greatest atmospheres in college football. And I would have to agree. It looks like it. It'll be a wide out. That place will be going crazy. But give me the Tigers. I've been high on them. They've proved me right so far. Why would I jump off now? So, obviously, Penn State minus seven, nah, squash it. Give me the tiger straight up.
1: Put the tiger head on Corso. I'm going with the cats. Which ones? <laughs> I'm gonna hate myself because the minute I pick them, Bo Nix is gonna disappoint me once again. Oh, if you're picking them, <laughs> I'm switching. <laughs> I'm going with Auburn. We're going with the same team. Jordan
0: here's, and Bo Nix go together like peanut butter and oh, exactly. something that don't go with peanut
1: butter. Here's the biggest. Here's the biggest stat for this game, and I want everybody to remember these two stats. D- is it yep. D- Yes, defense. Yards allowed for Auburn: 182. Yards allowed yep. for Penn State: 330. I'm I telling you Auburn, Auburn has a massive running back core, and I think they're going to holy cow, gash. I watched that lives. Week
0: One game Auburn played, and literally sent you game film from it. That obviously Tank Bigsby, probably one of the best. He's the top two, top three running back in the SEC. Oh, for fantastic. Sure. Their backup Shivers is an animal. You better get ready for them to punch you in the mouth all game long. And as soon as you start putting seven, eight, nine men in the box to tackle one of them, Bo Nick's going to peel the top off with his consistency. And I hate
1: to tell you, the two guys he just mentioned ain't even the lead rusher for Auburn. No, they're not. Jarquez (laughs) Hunter's the lead rusher for 257 yards. That's because
0: he's been been in in garbage time running up against four strings. Well, that's true, too, but But he's still running the ball. He is. And, boy, he is fast. He's like shot out of a cannon fast. That scares me that we're both on the Tigers. We're, we're in agreement. We went like seven for seven.
1: Yeah, I think this week's a little bit easier to be in agreement on, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, but some the, the question is, is where are the upsets in even that group? And we're probably going to have to yep. pick some harder ones on them. But it should be a great week three, especially yep. coming off. Let's be honest. On paper, week two looked very slouchy. Yep. Turned out to be a lot of chaos, a lot yep. of great football games. And some absolute butt And We actually get some SEC
1: football this week, so that's, that's what's true. Some fun.
0: head-to-head matchup starts here in in uh, week three. Jordan, I think that about wraps it up, bro. Where can the yeah. people find you?
1: Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, Facebook, I'm Jordan Harris, and then I'm going to Sam's in a little bit.
0: There you go. Get you a couch. You can find me at Connor Chandler on Twitter, at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram. You can find us at B Brothers Pod on Twitter. That's B Brothers P-O-D on Twitter. We are very active on there. We've we've jumped on there. Yep. Really, the the interaction with the listeners and everything has been absolutely awesome. Honestly, you tweet us something, we're going to tweet you back. We're going to talk to you about it. As football fans, that's what we do. We're yep. no better than you. We just like sitting around talking about football. So, uh, follow us there at B Brothers Pod at Bash Brothers on Facebook, and you can obviously find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever that be, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, just a few of the more popular ones. MySpace, yes, we can find us MySpace, Napster, and LimeWire as well. Obviously, that's a joke for you nineties and eighties kids. Jordan, we will see you next week, pal, on this couch. Enjoy week three. Enjoy your football, and as always, we're the Bash Brothers signing off.
1: Yep.